Hey everybody, welcome to Scriptures Revealed, and we are starting Season 2 today of Scriptures Revealed and walking through the Bible, walking through the different scriptures, and trying to get a greater insight, revelation, uh, wisdom about what God meant when he wrote the scriptures. I am excited about the journey that we are going to embark on in this season. I am so, so, so excited. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for being a part of the family, and I thank you guys for sharing this. The family has grown over the past year. I am so, so, so excited. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for downloading the episodes. Thank you for being a part of spreading the word and letting everybody's lives be impacted by the word of God. Because you know, if you were with me on season one, you know I am a believer in the power of the word of God. I believe that if you would hide the word in your heart, it will not only just safeguard you from sin, but it will safeguard your future and it will cause you to be transformed into the you that God has assigned purpose to. Because God has a purpose for you. God has destiny for you. God has an assignment for your life. But the reason why many people miss out on the manifestation of purpose is because purpose is assigned to a person. And so that is why you need to be committed to your personal development. Because you have to develop into the person that your purpose has been assigned to. And so the power of the word is helping you in that transformation process. And is helping you in that development process. If you even think about Adam and going all the way back to the book of Genesis, Adam had a purpose. He had a destiny. He had an assignment. But the reason why Adam, he lived under his purpose and he lived under his assignment and he lived under his destiny is because he did not finish his development. Adam did not finish development. And so he ended up getting kicked out of the garden. Why? Because purpose is attached to a person and your personhood has to be developed. You have to develop into the person that your purpose is attached to. So that is going to be very critical and very important for you. Why you need to have a hunger for the word of God and why you need to be thirsty for the word of God. And it is why you need to seek wisdom and understanding out of the word of God. And all of you are getting, get an understanding. Why? Because it's going to help you develop into the person that God has assigned your purpose to. So that is why I am excited about the word. Now in this season of Scriptures Reveal. We're going to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart. I believe what one of my heart scriptures and heart passions is in the book of Jude. And Jude writes to, to a group of believers and he says, you know what? My original intention was to write to you about a common salvation. I was going to write to you some things that I just thought you needed to be encouraged about. You needed to be reminded of. But instead of me writing about that, what I decided to write to you all is I want you guys to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. I believe that is a part of my calling is to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. I want the type of faith. I want the type of relationship with God. I want the type of walk with God that exemplifies 
the God of the Bible. I'm not one to believe that what God did in the Old Testament is now old and gone and past. I'm not one to believe that what God did in the New Testament has is old and gone and it's past. I believe that the God of the Bible is still relevant today. And I want my relationship with God, my walk with God, my faith, my belief system, how I build my life to be a platform for God to demonstrate to the world who he is. I want it to be necessary. I want to set my life up in a way that if God wanted to use me to cause the sun to stand still so that he could be glorified, he could use my life as a platform. I want my life to be used as a platform for healings and miracles and demons to be cast out and prophecies to be declared and all types of supernatural phenomenal things to happen. But watch this. Our lives become platforms when our doctrine is intact. When our doctrine is intact, our lives can become platforms for the glory of God. And that is exactly what I want to begin to unfold in this season, is I want to begin to unfold the apostles' doctrine, the apostles' doctrine. The Bible says over in the book of Acts that when the church began to explode and the church began to grow, how what they began to do in the very beginnings was that they began to devote themselves to the apostles' doctrine or the apostles' teaching. Interesting thing about that verse, uh, you can write it down, it's, it's Acts 2 verse 42, is that those two words in there, they devoted themselves, it means that they became resolved about it. They became resolved about the apostles' doctrine. So interesting thing tidbit here is that in the early church, when they were getting converts and people were converting over to the way, because remember, it wasn't called Christianity in the beginning. It was called the way. So when people were being converted over to the way, part of their conversion process was not just they had a spiritual experience and then they decided to call themselves Christians. No, they had a spiritual encounter. But after that encounter and after that experience, they had to become resolved about what they believe. That was the difference between the church then and the church now. Because now you can come to a church service, have an encounter, have an emotional experience, have something supernatural happen to you, and now you're expected to turn your entire life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the New Testament, that's not how that happened. What happened was they encountered Jesus, and then they were taught the doctrine of Jesus. They were taught the teachings of Jesus, and it later became known as the Apostles' Doctrine. And so part of the reason why they had a greater commitment to the the regulations of God and the standards of God and righteousness and holiness and sanctification and purpose and destiny is because they didn't just follow God based on an experience they had. They followed God based on experience and the teachings of Jesus and the doctrine of Jesus. And I believe the reason why they were able to be as powerful as they were as and the reason why they were able to live in a state and in a mode of revival is because they had sound doctrine. 
That's why Paul tells Timothy, there's going to come a time when people are not going to endure sound doctrine. What's going to happen? Because when you don't have sound doctrine, you're not going to have moves of God that, that are going to be lasting. You're not going to have the supernatural as a way of life. You're not going to have miracles as a way of life. You're not going to have healings as a way of life. You're not going to have uh, the apostolic and the prophetic and evangelism and the pastoring and the teaching. All of that begins to get out of whack. Why? Because we lost sound doctrine. You know, I often have wondered how in the world did the church change from being so powerful and mighty and influential and turning the world upside down in the book of Acts. And then we get to today's society and all of a sudden it just does not matter anymore. It's like Christianity is on the backside of the desert. Why is that? It's because people stop listening to sound doctrine and we held on to the supernatural encounters and the spiritual experiences, but we let go of the apostles doctrine. So what I want to begin to unfold in this season is what is the doctrine that the apostles taught? What was it that they taught their people? They taught their disciples. They taught the new converts because whatever they taught, it created a strong foundation for them. And the Bible says that if the foundations be destroyed in Psalm 11 and 3, if the foundations are destroyed, then how can the righteous stand? And you know what that means in its context? In the context of Psalm 11, it's talking about the foundations of society. In other words, doctrine has to do with the foundations of society. The foundations of society is that God is trying to build a society on the earth. He's trying to introduce his world into the earth. He's trying to introduce his customs into the world. And the way he does that is through doctrine. So they had a resolve about it. The other word in Acts 2.42 is teaching or doctrine. You know what that word means? It's going to bless you. It means the apostles Miller Terry regulations, the apostles military disciplines or regulations. So doctrine is all uh, is all a warfare tactic. God does not teach doctrine because he wants to be legalistic. God doesn't teach doctrine because he wants to be religious. God doesn't teach doctrine because he wants to beat something over your head. God teaches doctrine as a war move. It is a military regulation. He's trying to show you that I have come here. I have come to the earth because I'm trying to move heaven to earth. And that is the doorway into one of the doctrines that the apostles taught. Now, if you track through the New Testament, you're going to find there are 19 essential doctrines that the apostles taught the converts, taught the churches that they oversaw, taught the believers that they began to train up and develop. There were 19 doctrines. Paul puts it this way in the book of First Corinthians chapter 4. He says that one of the responsibilities of apostles is to be stewards or managers of the mysteries of God. Managers of the mysteries of God. And so the apostles' doctrine had to do with the what they were managing. Had to do with the mysteries of God. And there are 19 mysteries in the New Testament that the apostles had to manage. And the way they managed those mysteries was teaching the believers. 
teaching them and doctrinating them with these mysteries. Because if you put the mystery in a person, then you are influencing the kingdoms of this world with the kingdoms of our God. You are advancing the culture and the civilization of heaven. All right. So mystery number one we are going to hit today is Ephesians chapter one. Uh, if we're going to talk about the mystery of God's will. I know last season we hit Ephesians, so I thought that would be a good place for us to start. This season is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8, and it says that he lavished on us with all wisdom and insight. He has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ. This is one of the mysteries that the apostles had a responsibility to steward, to manage, to teach, to indoctrinate believers with. And it was the mystery of God's will. The mystery of God's will. Now, what is this mystery? What was it that they taught? The word will here means decree. It is the, the decree or the declaration of a king's intention. Or the declaration of any, it, it talks about a king, but even if you take it down from there, it is the declaration of your will, your desires, your intents, your purpose. We're talking about the mystery of God's intents, his purpose, his desires, his inclinations. We're talking about the inner workings of God. So one of the doctrines that the apostles taught believers was you've got to have an understanding of God's intents, God's desires, God's purposes, or in other words, the king's decree. They taught the power of the king's decree. That's why when you look in the gospels and Jesus says, you need to pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What? That your decree is honored in the earth as it is in heaven. The decree of God, the will of God is this. The mystery of it is that God uses his will to get heaven to earth. God uses his will to get heaven to earth. If you go over to the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about days of heaven on earth. And the backdrop of that is that Moses said, hey, I want you to teach your people the word of God. Teach them the laws of God. Teach them the statues of God. Teach them what it is that God desires. And then I want them to write it on their hearts. I want them to write it on their hands. I want them to write it on their foreheads. Because if they do it and they comply with it, then you're going to have days of of heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. What is that? It was the king's decree. It was the mystery of the will of God. Part of what the apostles taught the, the believers is that you need to grab a hold of and understand that whatever God desires, he's trying to get heaven on earth. God's will for your life is not to keep you away from something. God's will for your life is not to punish you. God's will for your life is not going to handicap you, but it is going to open the door of heaven to you. If you want to live uh, with heaven on earth, you've got to pursue the will of God. If you, if you know whatever you think about heaven, 
You can experience it on earth if you will pursue the king's decree. That is a part of what the apostles taught. If you want, if you think about heaven and you know that there's healing in heaven, pursue the king's decree and you can release healing on the earth. If you know that there are riches and wealth in heaven, pursue the king's decree and you will introduce into your world the wealth of heaven. If you want to get heaven to earth, you've got to become one who seeks and pursues and complies with the will of God. That was a part of the apostles doctrine. That was a part of what grounded them and made sure, and helped them make sure that they did not go wandering off of the path. That is why they were as powerful as they were because they taught something that was very fundamental to them. And that is this. If the king decrees it, then that is an announcement that heaven is coming to earth. Why do you think about it? Jesus went around proclaiming the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. If I cast out devils by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God is at hand. What was Jesus saying? Jesus saying, hey, I don't want this to happen, but not my will. Let your will be done. What was going on? Jesus was saying, if I honor the king's decree, I'm about to open up my life to heaven. <laughs> I hope that makes you hungry for the will of God in your life. I hope you get a hunger and a thirst to pursue all God has for you. Because if you obey God, if you follow God, I promise you, you are creating for yourself an opening, a door, a portal that opens you up to all that heaven has, all that heaven is. God is moving heaven to earth and he's doing it through the instrument of his will. Well, guys, I'm out of time this week, but I hope I've begun to help you see part of what the apostles taught and part of the apostles doctrine and understanding and honoring and obeying and seeking and going after the king's degree. So thank you guys for joining me this week. Don't forget to join me again next week. Don't forget to share this podcast, invite people to be a part of it. Go to uh, Instagram and follow the scriptures revealed podcast page. Don't forget to go to Facebook and you can follow the page on there as well. Leave comments. Let me know what you thought about this week's episode and so that we can all continue to grow and be transformed by the power of the word of God. The word really can change you. Yes, even you, the word of God can change you. And we're going to see that change as we pursue the king's decree. See you guys next week.